Hello and welcome back to another episode of Endeavor, both the audio podcast and the video show. I'm your host, Jason Bradkoff. With me once again is Marvin Vilma. We are continuing our series today on independent school, high school admissions. And today we're going to be talking about the admissions process. And uh, Marvin, again, is with me. He's a college counselor, former college admissions officer, a former independent high school student, and generally an expert on this material. So that's why I love having him here, because I learn something every time. Marvin, sir, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming back on the show with me. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I've learned so much so far in our first couple of episodes. Right now, this is our third episode in the series. And today we're going to be talking about the uh, independent high school admissions process. So where I'm starting from is uh, we've already talked about the uh, search process, how to pick out a school that's right for you. And we've talked about uh, taking the test, the HSPT, SSAT, ISEE. That's a lot of letters. So many letters. Um, taking those tests and having scores for this. Let's talk about the admissions process, uh, both from your memory as a student and from mm-hmm. the time you worked at an independent school. Uh, what, are, what is the first thing someone should do when they want to apply to a particular school? They've done their search, now they've chosen their school. First step in applying. I always recommend going to an open house. Um, because that not only kind of demonstrates your interest in the school, but you get to meet people on campus who can give you a better sense of what is the culture of that school so that you can then target your application to really saying, this is why I might fit the culture of this institution as well. Um, And so actually I worked in independent school admissions. I don't know if I mentioned that before. You did not. And that is, that is, I mean, I I know you worked in admissions in lots of places, but independent school as well. Excellent. So please. Um, And when I was in admissions uh, at Nobles, I think that was one of the most valuable things I saw in some applications where students were really able to articulate, this is why I can be a part of your school community. And you won't know that until you actually go to an open house and really experience that community for yourself. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So I want to move on to something else you just said, which was about targeting and culture. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by targeting the the application towards the culture of the school. What does that even mean? Yeah, so different schools offer you different things, um, depending on their size, depending on their faculty, depending on the student body. Um, And so you want to be thinking about how can you be a puzzle piece to the greater puzzle that is that school community. Um, So I'll talk about my personal experience and hopefully that this will all make sense a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. So when I was going through the process myself, I was looking at an all-boys school in New York City. And um, I think that was probably the hardest school to apply for because my parents were super excited about it. <laughs> it was a school where you had to wear uniform every day. There was a very strict dress code. And that culture didn't resonate with me. Um, So when I sent in my application, it was very clear that I would not fit in there, Mm. in their school very well. Um, But I applied to Trinity where the culture was very different. There was lots of intellectual curiosity there, but it was also a place where students felt relaxed. It was very homey. And I was able to talk about why I wanted Trinity to be my home in my application. And I think that resonated with their admission staff, which is why I ended up getting in. So you mentioned that the the more strict all boys school you know 
super formal dress code, you were able to communicate in your application that it wasn't the right fit for you. How did that manifest itself? How were you able to do that? Um, that it wasn't going to resonate with yeah. me? In my personal statement, I think, um, was kind of the first part where it played out. Because it was clear in my essay that I was looking for something different, that I was looking for a creative space where I could really explore different areas of study and really feel relaxed and free-spirited. Um, and I think it also came into fruition during my interview when I showed up with, you know, um, I wasn't wearing a suit, which I think was problem number one, because all the other students were. And um, I had a very kind of bright, colorful tie that was very dissonant to what everybody else was wearing. And so even those small cultural cues um, that don't seem to be a big deal actually are indicators of whether or not the school is a good fit for you and what you're looking for. So you talked about two factors just now, the, the writing sample or essay and the, and the visit to the school. And we're going to talk very in-depth about the visit mm -hmm. in just a little bit, like a, another episode, I think. Mm -hmm. So I want to let that aside right now. Sure, yeah. And I want to talk more about the actual like application mm -hmm. and what is what is what the application is made from, its pieces, so that parents and, and students listening at home can get a better understanding of that. Uh, was the, in addition to the essay, the application is again a lot of numbers, yeah. correct? It's like your transcripts and right. and your grades and and how many years of lacrosse you had and how many years of interpretive dance you had. And right. Of course, I'm being silly because you yeah. can never have enough years of interpretive dance, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so that was also the application for for these schools. Yeah. So we had kind of our resume of activities. We had our grades, um, but we also had our teacher recommendation letters, which um, really helped to color a student and really kind of paint a picture of what is this student like in the classroom? How do they communicate, uh, contribute rather to the classroom community? Are they thinking outside of the box or, or are they more of a traditional lecture styled, uh, style type of student? Um, and I think that that's actually another piece of my application that was very clear, that made it clear that I would not fit in at that all boys school. Because I think <laughs> probably my teachers noticed that I was the kid who got to know everybody in the class. I really enjoyed collaborating and teamwork, um, working with girls, working with boys, and obviously I wouldn't get that at an all-boys school. Mm. Um, so that might have been another piece of the puzzle that made it clear that I wasn't a good fit for that school. That makes sense. So well, let's go back to the, uh, the essay. When you were writing your application essay, and those of us who've gone to college have experienced the stress that goes into writing an application essay for college, mm -hmm. and we've had a series of episodes, please look them up if you haven't heard them or seen them, on writing uh, application essays, on writing supplemental essays. They're really good episodes, and I think you get a lot out of them. But in terms of writing admissions essays for high school admittance, mm -hmm. um, someone who's gone through college and, and already did you find that experience being the first time as an eighth grader, did you find it more stressful than you ended up finding later essay writing experiences? I don't think so. Um, the reason I say that is for many independent schools, they actually have specific questions that they want you to answer. Um, I think the open-endedness of the college personal statement or the college um, essay 
tends to produce some sense of anxiety around what do I want them to hear versus in high school admissions, um, the school is telling you, this is what we want to know about you. Can you write about it and communicate well um, in response to those questions? So given the structure that they provide you from the beginning, I think it's actually easier, but Mm. that might be me kind of putting my admission hat and not putting on my student hat. But I need to think about it a little bit more. No, I understand. I've worked yeah. with I've worked with students, many students, and helping them write their college admissions essays. And the open-ended nature of it does lead to a lot of anxiety because students don't necessarily know where to start. Even right. though there are juniors and seniors in high school and are far more experienced writers, that getting started part of it is really challenging. Where the few high school admittance essays I've worked on with students. Uh, there was a specific question and it was much easier to get started because you wanted to start with answering that question. Now, writing a more interesting uh, thesis paragraph Mm -hmm. to answer that question was where I came in and helped the student structure it in a way that didn't sound like, here is my answer to the question Mm -hmm. and here are the three things I'm going to... Like, they didn't want to have that Mm -hmm. bad thesis paragraph. I didn't want the student to have that. So that was the challenge Mm -hmm. as as a tutor and educator. But the question was much more straightforward. So I can see why you would say that. Now... One thing that I'm curious, because you did apply to two very different schools, that all strict all-boys school and Trinity, which you found to be a more open and inviting environment, did the two schools have similar essay questions? Or did you have to write two completely different essays? Um, I did have to write some additional essays for both schools, um, but there was a common application that I used to apply to both, very similar to the college admission process. So there was a common, uh, I forget what it was called, but there was some sort of common application that I submitted with basic information, and then the schools provided some supplemental materials that we had to fill out. So for those listening at home or watching at home who aren't familiar, for college admissions, a large number, hundreds of schools have pooled together and used what's called the Common App. And there are other competitors to that. I think there's like the Universal app is another one where students can uh, write their single uh, college application essay and fill in one set of information and submit it to multiple schools. Now, I haven't experienced it, but it sounds like uh, there's similar process for admittance to high schools, uh, independent high schools. So that's good to know. I didn't even know that because I haven't experienced that. Yeah. And it really depends on the school. I think the New York City independent school world um, is a little bit more structured in that way. Um, but working in admissions in the Metro West area, um, we use a very different system at Noble and Greenville School than I know my colleagues who use at Exeter and Andover and, and schools like that. So I think it might be a little bit different based on region. Mm. I tend to agree because a lot of the students I've worked with were applying to Exeter and Andover, mm-hmm. and they had very specific requirements for their applications. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, students applying to the school where you had worked, Phillips, Andover, Phillips, Exeter, and I'm just looking at schools in, the, in Massachusetts or in terms of Exeter in New Hampshire, uh, the Governor's Academy, Pingree, would all have separate applications, which yeah. might necessarily require a student to write multiple essays yeah. if the questions aren't similar. Although if they're asking the students some specific questions, they might come across similar questions on those essays. So barring minor changes, a student could theoretically use the same essay for each one. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, I mean, as a former admissions officer, what yeah. are your thoughts on, on that? I think borrowing is, is fine. 
Barring from uh, your own other writing. From your own other writing. I think that's fine. I do think, you know, the, the copy-paste model will not work, absolutely. But I think if there are similar themes and ideas and maybe a sentence or two that you choose to use over again, that's fine. But having the student really, again, target their essays towards the school and really, you know, show the school that you've done your research, that you're actually interested and be able to speak to why they are a good fit for that school community, um, that's what's most important. So other than filling out the application, mm -hmm. including writing the essay, doing the visit and, and doing the interview, which we'll talk about in a different episode, uh, are there any other parts of the high school admittance process that we haven't talked about? We could talk a little bit more about teacher recommendation letters. I would love um, to, please. Let's talk about those. So those are important. Um, because the student to faculty ratio at many of these schools are so small and they really want to understand how the student would contribute as i mentioned before to the classroom community would they be an extrovert and talking a lot and you know um, sharing ideas with their classmates are they more introverted and they would need to be prompted by a teacher those are things that a school will want to know um, and it also shows like, you know, will they be involved with the school outside of academics? Are they going to join a sport or be a captain or join a club, be involved in theater? And even and though I think those pieces of information help a high school to really build a diverse class of students who will be involved with everything. You know, they want to make sure that the band will continue to exist. They can't accept all athletes, right? They want to make sure that the theater club will have participants. They can't accept all, you know, Model UN kids. Um, and so schools are, are being cognizant of what are the gaps in our institution? How will this student either fill that gap or create new gaps, uh, new programs, new clubs, things like that as well. So I think, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about on the podcast and on the video show a lot, whether it's me with guests like yourself or Nikhil or Christy and the other hosts, uh, has been about, you know, students crafting their story, their personal narrative during their high school career for college admissions and life beyond. And I think what sounds like what you're saying here is that when you're applying to high school, if it's an independent or parochial school, you want to kind of do the same. You want to craft a story about right. yourself, tell your story, because that's going to go beyond the numbers. Mm -hmm. We really, what we're really talking about is going beyond the numbers. The essay, the visit, mm -hmm. the interview, the the teacher recommendations. These are storytelling devices. This is part of your narrative, and this goes beyond just your numbers. So when the last episode we talked about testing, we really didn't get into numbers because the numbers are going to be different for every school. But even right. beyond that. You can have amazing numbers and not get in, and have okay numbers and get in if your story is compelling and your narrative fits in with the culture and environment of the school. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's actually one more piece of the application that we didn't talk about at all that's always a surprise, I think, for many families, and that's, and this depends on the school, of course, but the parent written section. Some schools do have parents mm. um, either fill in some part of the application or write some bit about their student, and that's always very revealing. Mm. And we'll talk about parents a little bit more in the visit portion of our conversation in the next um, part of the series, but that part is actually really important. Having parents being able to tell that story and have it align or amplify or build on the student's story as well. 
I think that's a good segue then. We should wrap this one up. Thank you so much, Marvin. I really appreciate you being on the episodes. Uh, thank you for listening and viewing at home or uh, if you're listening on your commute. Um, if you like us, please remember to like, subscribe, share. You can always comment uh, on iTunes or at EndeavorPod on Twitter. And as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>